Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome everybody, it's Annalena here again for another episode for the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast and today I have another very special guest with me. Her name is Alison Castle and she's a projector in the human design world, a 2-4 spinning projector herself and so Alison is a mastery certified transformational coach, a meditation teacher, also a certified public accountant and spent years following the kind of expected path, right? What we're being told by society, chasing the traditional standards of success and coming up short on feeling successful or fulfilled, right? And she now helps clients slow down. I'm going to pause here. <laughs> and realign to what truly matters to them. So very aligned with what this podcast is about. So welcome, Alison. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So I would love, I mean, first of all, I would love to hear from your own perspective, you know, a little bit from your story. I would love to hear how you were in this old way of being where we're chasing success and you know, what we have been learning from growing up in the school system and society in general, right? And like, how was that? How how did things shift for you and where you're at now? Yes. Um, so I, I really kind of, like I said in my bio, I followed what I thought was the right path. The, mm -hmm. um, I did the in high school, really worked hard to get good grades, graduated valedictorian in my class expecting to get like full ride scholarships to college, which didn't happen because mm -hmm. <laughs> being a valedictorian isn't as unique as I thought it was, but yeah. I worked, you know, worked really hard in high school, maybe didn't have as much fun as some of my other classmates went to college, same thing, worked really, really hard because that end goal is that job, that career. And I went into accounting as my field mm. part of that um my mother is an accountant so part of that was like oh yeah I'm good at numbers I can this sounds like exactly the right path for me to go on so did that work really hard in college again probably didn't have as much fun as I maybe should have at that time <laughs> in my life <laughs> studied really hard worked really hard um got that job worked really hard at that job um and then I had children and I had to shift my perspective a little bit. Um, so there was that piece of working hard because 
that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do when you're an adult. Um, And then kind of shifting perspectives of now I have children and I want to have some sort of work-life balance. So when I first had my children, I was, my husband and I were trying to like share shifts, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I would stay home with the kids during the day. And then when he got home, he was a teacher at the time. He would get home around 3.30. I would go into work and work kind of like this, like, evening shift and so that we could you know make the financial means to do what we wanted to do and for me that really led to a lot of burnout um i didn't have what that quote-unquote work-life balance but i was working really hard as a mom working really hard as an accountant and in that whole time i just wasn't feeling happy like i felt like i was just moving through life one day ran into the next Um, There just wasn't a lot of joy in, in the process. It felt like I'm doing the right thing. Mm. You know, it felt like I I was doing the right thing, but why wasn't I feeling happy Mm. with what I was doing? Um, So uh, I discovered, it's kind of interesting. I mean, my story is kind of scattered in a way, but um, both of my kids when they were young had some minor health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, like my son was considered failure to thrive when he was little because he didn't gain weight on like the growth chart as expected. Mm. Um, my daughter had asthma and allergies. So, you know, in comparison, pretty minor compared to what some people struggle with, but it led me to being really interested in health. Yeah. So then I was like, Oh, this is something different. So I actually got led to health coaching through my children. Mm. Um, and went through certification and did all the things and it's gradually progressed. Like life coaching has become more my focus now with meditation. I had the honor of, and the pleasure of getting my human design coaching certification through Annalena Miranda school. Mm-hmm. So it's really like my perspective has shifted, but in that way, um, I really think like, I definitely had to let go of the expectation of what success looked like in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I wasn't just doing the standard, Oh, you graduate with this degree, you go through this job, you get promotion after promotion after promotion to get where you're supposed to be. So I did, I feel like I went off that path and like my life is so much fuller for making that decision. I love that. And I can really relate to that, especially the part of like, you had good grades, right? And you could you were good at accounting because that was your mom was doing. And and one thing that I remember, especially being in college, you set such a high bar for yourself. Yes. You know, I was also I was always like having the best grades, and there's a lot of pressure behind that because what if you're not gonna have a good grade one day? Because from an A, there's not much further you can go, right? So it's um yeah and this like what I hear you saying what I can so relate to I was always trying to find this this we're really after fulfillment right happiness but I thought it's it's in the job it's in the money it's in the yeah it's something on the outside right and and then we have those special moments where we become moms for example or these life-changing moments right and um, when we all of a sudden we realize like there's something way more, right? There's something, especially our health and well-being is what really that's all that matters. And 
what really struck me when you talked about your son with a growth chart, you know, because um, I'm personally awesome, I'm a pretty tiny person. And how we are so even there, like you have to fit in the norm. Yes. Actually, if you look at nature, like at that um, at that curve, you have something on the very low spectrum. You have some at the very high spectrum. That's only how we can create the average. We we need to have a variety, but we are so much into this, like you have to be in the 50 percentile or something like that, right? Instead of accepting that some are very tiny. And even with um, kids that I noticed when they develop to speak, and of course there's also autism and things, and that's a whole different topic, right? Uh, but people really, they never really speak until they're much older. But I have noticed just from looking at my daughter and then um, some of the other kids that I saw growing up in, in kind of my um, environment, there were kids like like my daughter, she was like 10 months old and she would already say hi to everybody. She, she sp spoke very early, but just because. And then there were other kids, they, they just started to talk when they were two, you I know? know? And we get into this like, we need to push and we need to fix and there's something wrong instead of just let's just be patient in the beginning and let nature unfold and of course there are some ways where something is way off and you need to make sure to get some medical attention or some support but um yeah that that's just um such a good reminder of how and that's what i love about human design it's like we're different we're not supposed to be all the same okay. so yeah, thank you for sharing that. And so you're also into human design, and like you shared, right? So you you were one of you were in our first cohort, and we're so yes. you. It's so nice to have you, and um, yeah, go through that process for yourself. So I would love to hear from you, like you know, because you had already been in health coaching and the coaching space. That's actually how we met, right? Yes. Uh, actually, you were my coach first, and uh, yes, that's all right. Yes. Yeah, like I had a session with you once. Um, where you uh, came in for my mastermind coach. I remember that. So, and it's so nice how things then come together. So how did learning about yourself, the being a projector, two for projector, um, kind of, how did this enrich this whole coaching experience and shifted things for you? I resonate so strongly with the projector type. Mm. Um, I really had no idea until I, you know, got to see my chart and learn about my chart and have readings done and get to study it deeper. I, it just made so much sense. It made me really feel seen and feel better about what I was feeling. Because um, again, as a, as a projector, um, really the recognition that it, it did not, it didn't feel comfortable for me to be like the initiator in so many instances. I have always just naturally been the one that's kind of been more of the wake of the invitation and mm -hmm. the recognition. Yeah. That has been so strong. But I what I noticed, especially when I started health coaching and feeling that entrepreneur pull, because I'd always been an employee before. Yeah. It felt almost uncomfortable to be to feel like I had to push. Mm. like to push to build my business. Mm. Um, but in discovering that I was a projector, I was like, oh yeah, it makes so much more sense. That energy that I was feeling 
mm-hmm. with starting my business and how to be a business owner mm-hmm. and and be more of the yeah wait for that recognition and mm-hmm. wait for the invitation felt so much better mm-hmm. um and also that two four piece that that's totally me I have to have my time alone, but then I really do. There's a a point in time where it's like, ah, I feel that whole around the right people. Yeah. And I love that because, I mean, as you know, I'm a manifesting generator, but I'm also a two, four profile. And I often say, and I think you heard me say this before, like, I feel like the two, four is like a projector profile in itself. Like if, if we could give a, a profile name, a type, it would be the projector because it's that dynamic and and that's why even though I'm not a projector, as you know, right? Like I I often feel like a projector in that sense, because even the way to respond, right, is like I know the the wait for invitation is even on a bigger scheme and and all of that. And you have the undefined sequel. So there's definitely differences, right? But I can totally say that we have a lot in common. And I even people often tell me like you kind of feel like a projector in a way. And but I'm not, right? But I'm we can, I always say like we, we can be everything in some way. So um, while I'm in essence, I'm a generator type, but that two, four profile, that is this, this dynamic of like having alone time and kind of be away and then get called out and get invited. And, and that's how most of the things happen in my business. Like I get these invitations. So it's like, oh, get these things to respond to whatever you want to call it. And that's when things flow. That's when things go well. That's when things go easy. And um, when I get into um, trying to make things happen, and I think that's what you were also referring to, right? Like, it just feels off. It's just like, even though that's what most of the kind of yeah teachers, especially in the coaching space or the programs, tell us, like, you got to make it happen. Like, go out there and, and reach out to those people and pitch and do and da-da-da-da-da. And, yeah, you can do that. But usually, I mean, in your case, once you are really recognized and then if you, with your clinic authority, you responded, something is fine, then you actually are kind of like a manifesto and you can just wholly go in, right? But you have to feel good in that environment and like you have to feel safe in that space and like you say feel seen and recognized and all of that so yeah I love it and it's just even talking it's just my whole body it feels so good right so like yeah we can slow down we can just let it come our way there's nothing we have to make happen like right so and I know you're really passionate about um this whole topic about you know working hard and being busy um and success but then on the other hand we talk about oh let it be easy and then we say oh we're being lazy and especially you know being a projector the word lazy comes up a lot so I would love to hear yeah what's your perspective on where we're at in this world are we meant to be working hard and hustling is that sustainable or can it actually be easy yeah, I I think of the amount of burnout there is in the world. So obviously I think that we are doing the wrong thing if we're working so hard that we're burning ourselves out. Yeah. And filling filling our cal- calendars so full that we have zero time just to sit back and it sounds weird but actually be bored. Mm. I feel like we've totally lost lost the whole idea that 
we can actually be doing nothing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like we right now are just, but I wonder, I'm kind of curious now with COVID, mm-hmm. there were so many opportunities that um, people got to work from home if they were employees. I know some of that has shifted again and people have been kind of forced to be back in the offices. However, some companies have done hybrid schedules, but I feel like COVID actually granted us some of that spaciousness of, yeah, like, cause maybe we didn't have the commute or we were actually in our home space. So there was kind of this different environment Mm -hmm. to be in. It wasn't maybe so rushed. Um, Yeah, but the whole idea of being constantly busy, working hard. um, I always like to think of like, are we working our life away? Or or I hear people that um, my actually like my grandmother, Uh, My parents are at the age where most people would be thinking about retirement and my parents both own their own businesses and they have no thoughts of retirement Mm -hmm. because they enjoy what they do. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother's like, oh, you really need to retire. And it's an interesting concept. It's like some people are just cannot wait for retirement Mm -hmm. because they're pushing so hard and working so hard and they're busy all the time and they're waiting for that break. Mm -hmm. And I just think it'd be interesting if we, we really normalized, like allowing that downtime, mm. we wouldn't have to wait till retirement <laughs> to feel no, like that's that a good relaxation and that rest time and that just maybe enjoyment of life. Yeah. And, and like you say, I think it's beautiful that you can actually, as long as you want, even as until you're 80 or 90, if you want to, you still do some of the work because it's just it feels not like work right it's just fun and you enjoy doing it because really we go and I saw the same happen with my dad so he retired several years ago now I want to say four or five years and um maybe three years so but it was the same thing and he's actually project he's a two-four projector actually um like oh. he, uh, he doesn't know really about human design um he's emotional authority so and he totally um, did not like the nine to five work. And I always, he was always like, I'm so happy when I retire. And like, he just wanted to be done and finish. And I mean, now he's living, uh, yeah, going on his motorcycle and bicycle trips, totally, totally enjoying it. Like he was so like rebellious and like, I, I, I cannot wait to be out there because it was so misaligned, I think for him. Um, but yeah, I love, it's like, what if, it's not even this like, well, retirement and we just get to enjoy what we do as long as we want to, as long as it feels good and aligned. So that's so beautiful. And like, when I ask you, like, because how do you see this? Like, can it be easy? Or do we have to work hard? Like, what's the, what's the sweet spot there? Right. Because yeah, I cannot sit on the couch all day. Um, and do nothing but just working and working and working also like and i think the statistics are horrendous like 80 90 percent of people are actually burned out or close to it um or think that the stress levels that we constantly have are normal which they're not right right um or if you would ask people if they like their jobs it would be heck no are people that have to work several jobs just to pay their bills right, right. yeah so with that, because I can see many people are probably like, well, 
just to pay my bills, I have to work my butt off. Like, how can it be easy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's two different kind of two different points of the working hard. Some of it is the working hard to survive mm-hmm. um, financially. And I feel like that's a, a systemic issue. Um, truly. I mean, with the way the system works and, mm-hmm. um, you know, minimum wage with how low it is and yeah. um, corporate, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the corporate wall street, all of that. I think there's a systemic issue with mm-hmm. if it's that type of hardworking where it's hardworking to actually survive, that's a much bigger issue. Mm. I personally feel. Yeah. Um, but then there's like the hardworking because um, maybe it's because we feel like we have to work hard to sh- prove something, to prove that we're successful mm. or to prove, I mean, I feel like it's like to prove that we're not lazy. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's two different, kind of two different ways to think about it. There is this hard work for survival, which I feel like there's systemic change that needs to happen to kind of fix that problem. But then there's a hard working because I'm trying to prove, or maybe I'm trying to live a certain lifestyle, or maybe I'm trying to work hard. So I always think of um, just some examples in my mind of people that work hard. Yeah, sometimes it is for financial gain, but the financial gain is so that they can have maybe stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Surround, surround themselves with um, a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And then there's that deeper question of why, why do we want that lifestyle? Is it because we really want that lifestyle or is it because it's like the keeping up with the Joneses or is something that that lifestyle is going to bring us happiness? This is like money, money is- can buy you happiness, right? <laughs> you, you won't believe this, but I had a, conversation with Miranda before we hopped on here and she mentioned the same thing because we were talking about exactly this she was like keeping up with the Joneses and I asked her what what does it mean because I'm, I'm not a native English speaker right right <laughs> so she's like oh yeah okay I get it because we had this exact conversation that and this is also something um and that was our entire conversation about um what's happening in the coaching industry a lot is that there's so many um people out there that make money the main focus i show you how to make five uh, figures in three months and the majority of people sign up for unfortunately and i was one of them yeah i still have some work to do on that to let go of a little bit of resentment to be honest but the discussion was we need to speak about this a little bit louder because so what I feel, this is me and Alina, and I would love to hear your projective view on it because I love how you see the with the systems and how things are wrong, right? Like, so in the context of the coaching industry, it's like I do feel there is so much focus on more, more, more wealth and opulence, yes. more stuff. And like, do you really need this? Do you really want this? And like, I know we always say everybody can be a millionaire, but I don't think everybody wants to really truly be a millionaire. And I have experienced this so many times that um, because I know a lot of really wealthy people and have the same money fears, let me tell you. Oh, they, absolutely. They they even maybe have more money fees because they have so many current like uh, rolling every monthly expenses just to maintain the house. They they have to bring in 20K or something every month. Imagine. And imagine those people lose their job, right? Like 
or whatever mm-hmm. business they had and it's going to fall away, right? It's a whole different idea than somebody has $3,000 to cover their monthly expenses, right? And it's like, and I also, and I, I said this and have been holding back with this a little bit and I, I feel called more to speak about it is that I really believe that a lot of these money-focused kind of claims that people put out there, which often are, I've heard this now from plenty of people are often even not true or really out of integrity and people buy when it's hyped up and they, they buy into somebody else's vision. Basically imagine what you can do when you make X amount of money every month. And like, if that's meant to be, it may be meant for me, but maybe not in the next eight weeks when the program's <laughs> over and then I have to pay another $5,000 to even keep going. And I feel like a freaking failure if it doesn't work. Right. And <laughs> I have been in this and I truly feel that now I, a lot of the people that have accumulated like this unnecessary um, wealth, right? Like more and more and more, yes. it's funded by a lot of the debt of the people that are struggling because they bought into it from a place of scarcity and thought that Absolutely. is the answer, you know, mm. like including myself. And this is very vulnerable. Yes. Hey, I still have something on a credit card in my business from an investment I made four years ago. There's still some resentment I'm holding on to that, but I'm finally allowing myself to let the rates out a little bit because yes. I'm like, yeah, you have this like big villa because there were so many people just like me that signed up for this, um, put it on a credit card. And then I had to learn, oh, to make it work, you have to invest into Facebook ads and you have to sign up for these kind of softwares on a monthly. And I was like, I cannot, I couldn't breathe anymore. I, I literally, I stopped it. And there were people that spent three times as much as I because they continued with the programs and they realized it didn't work for them, you know? Um, there are some people, and, and that's why I love human design so much. For some people, that program is probably the right thing. But very few, you know, right. So there is the, the for me, there's a, there's a sense of corruption going on. There's a sense and, and a lot of greed. And I don't even say that these people are doing it on purpose or intentionally in some way. They may feel like that's super, yeah, you're creating that dream for people. And for some people, it really works. But if I would have known about human design at that time, I wouldn't have purchased or made that misaligned investment. Now, in hindsight, it happened for a reason. I learned something from it. Now I can help other people not to make these misaligned investment decisions and stuff like that, right? Um, and now I've vented enough, um, but I would love to hear your take on that. Yeah, um, I'm seeing the same thing. Like I fully agree with everything you've said about it, it, the money. And I think of all the messages I get in like my Facebook messenger or my Instagram messenger about, um, oh, I can easily help you make this much money and fill your client calendar and do the things. And it really is a money focus and the more money and the bigger. And I feel like when I first started coaching, it was like, make six figures in your business. And now it's like, make seven figures in your business. And I do have to step back and think, why is that? Because I don't know if you felt this way, but the, the program that I bought into that I, you know, in hindsight, wish I didn't because it, it wasn't for me. The strategies were not in alignment with me. Mm-hmm. Um, why I was so, why was I compelled to buy into that? And for me, it was something about to prove myself 
as as a successful coach. Mm -hmm. There was some proving energy that I felt like I'm not a good enough coach because I'm not making this level of income. Yeah. And why did I feel compelled to make that level of income when, you know, if I really dug deep into myself, that wasn't what I cared about. Yeah. And I, I felt the same way. And, and again, now I'm actually, I'm actually grateful now for the experience because Absolutely. only because of that experience, I can now share this and I help others not to make the same mistake. And and I don't even want to say it was a mistake. It was my learning lesson, right. In a way. But yeah, I, I just, I have come to a point, I'm like sick and tired of people falling for that. And actually very amazing, beautiful people, coaches that have such a huge potential to help people because coaching really has changed my life. On the other hand, coaching Absolutely. is freaking powerful. Like I have been a mastermind for the last year and it was a big investment. But it was one of the best investments I ever made, you know? Like it doesn't mean you you never ever want to make a big investment. And there are people out there for them making a fifty thousand dollar investment is totally aligned, and that's perfect. Right. right. I really believe there is the majority of people have totally overinvested from this. It's a scarcity place, like you say. And I was too. Like I needed to prove myself. And I, I remember I felt such like a loser and so even bad about my business when I didn't bring in X amount of money in a month, you know. So, and I know there, if that happened to us, right, there's so many other people out there. And I, I really believe yes. from listening us here today, it can change a person's life, right? And now I would love to get into human design a little bit and hear your, again, your, your um, take on how can we use human design to actually change this? Yeah. Well, I think one beautiful thing that I learned from you and Miranda with human design was really um, our charts. It, it's not that they put us in a box. Mm. It's it's just really kind of more of this highlight of what makes us unique. Yeah. And if we can really embrace that uniqueness um, and allow that, then it, to me, then it, it makes sense. And maybe it's easier for us again to like feel good about our uniqueness and our ourselves rather than kind of like buying into again that standard. Whether it was like what I experienced with the society standards of career path, or even when you go into coaching the coaching industry and there's the messaging of you know, what we, what we think, how we see this ad, we have to make this much money to be a successful coach. But if we can step Mm -hmm. back and like really embody our uniqueness and recognize our uniqueness, I think human design is just a beautiful way we can discover more about ourselves in that way and that uniqueness and allow, Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to let go of like meeting some sort of standards. Yeah. No, it's, I get goosebumps you're saying that because we're always it's this whole concept we are after something on the outside but when we can it's happened with me too with human design like you tap and as you you and I we are two fours right we are here to do what comes so easy to us and for me that's human design right I can talk about it all day long and I can change people's lives just sometimes having a 10 minute conversation and it's like it's effortless for me right 
Um, and then we tend to question ourselves, right? Like, is it good enough? And I should be doing more. And am I really that great? <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> kind of typical two line. We need to remind ourselves. Like, I have to hear it over and over again, right? Um, and that's being a human. And I mean, that was the one thing with human design and also then this decision making, right? That with understanding how my authority works. So in your case, it's the splenic, right? Yes. In my case, it's my sacral. Um, I also have a spleen defined, so I, I can very well, it kind of goes together and I just know kind of thing. Um, and just that is such a big game changer because like I said, it's not like, there may be a program that's focusing on money, maybe for a couple of people, the exact right thing for them because they have not focused on money and everything else or whatever, right? Um, it's always that healthy balance. But just for me to know that I no longer make decisions that are hyped up in the moment where I feel excitement or I buy into, and we have this both too, undefined head and ashna, right? It's like, we pick up other people's ideas and all the time. all the time and like we're losing ourselves and then I, I am excited about something and, and I mean, I'm a manifesting generator, right? So it's even more so we change our minds a lot, but anybody that has the undefined head and ashna, we're like, we think this is our idea so many times or this is what we want. And then it's like, oh, it's totally off. What did I do? Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. So this awareness yes. piece is just so, it's really priceless to me that we can understand like, and, and honestly for, for big decisions, human design teaches us like um, if you have emotional authority or not, because you and I, we have, we have a lot in common, right? Yes. <laughs> open, open solar plexus. So, we can feel everybody else's emotions. We may amplify somebody else's excitement and then buy into that. So for us too, we never ever want to make a big decision, especially about money investing, when um, we are hyped up. Because it's this hyped up, super excited feeling. When I know it's it's right and I can really trust my authorities when I feel like calm and it feels grounded, right? Where it's like... Mm -hmm. It may feel so scary and get me out of my comfort zone and this kind of, but it really feels like grounded from within my my own energy. And I really feel like we can change, like just with this tool of human design, we can really change the way we do business in the coaching space and also in companies. And like, so I would love to hear a little bit your take on the because projectors are so good with systems right and, and you, you use the word systematic i think several times when you talked about the corporate space i used yeah. to also work in the corporate space so how would you approach like how would you shift it what would be your advice for 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 companies where things are people are overworked they're burned out struggling with their bottom line like people are unhappy over, i mean all this stuff like how can we bring this back into equilibrium with the context of human design? So something that comes to me right away is um, the whole idea, and this actually relates to like what we talked about the growth chart with my son, there's the growth. So at least what I see in the companies um, that you know could be in my local community or just in general, it seems like the corporate world and it can extend to us in the human world too. We want these ridiculous like growth patterns. Um, mm. 
you know, it's, it's like every year, do we have to grow our businesses by this much all the time? This expansiveness is almost excessive. Mm. Um, which sounds kind of odd actually coming from a coach because we talk about expansiveness and like how that's a good thing. Um, but I feel like there has to be sustainable growth, not this excessive expansion. I have to say it doesn't sound ridiculous at all because it is about exactly sustainability. And yeah. even I think, because I always love to look at nature, you know, if, if I look at a tree, it grows very um, slowly, great. I mean, and there's this, this foundation, right? And we like, yeah, why can't we just be content sometimes to stay where we're at? Because I mean, that's so true. And because and, it's always like, okay, we last year, we, we had a 10% increase. Next year, we're aiming for 30% and then for 50 and then da, da, da. Nice. And then like, why? <laughs> yeah. And, and what I see happening is that that is always to the expense of the well-being of the people and the environment because companies start to, yes. okay, how can we produce this cheaper? Oh, we're going to outsource this to another country and we are literally abusing people with super low salaries. And yes. are, instead of, um, and I mean, this happened in the US, right? With, with, with sugar, it was subsi subsidized then by corn, high fructose corn syrup. Uh, which is genetically modified and filled with pesticides. I mean, you could cut me on a rant here. Oh, exactly. It's cheaper yes. and it has destroyed the environment, probably destroyed the gut health of millions of people. Yes. And like... And the farmers, I mean... Yeah. 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 So yeah. we had to change this, right? Yes. Yes. It's down to one and two people. <laughs> yeah. So... Again, it's like the the growth, you know, that excessive growth versus sustainable growth. It's like, why can't we just be okay? So again, I'm going to put my myself like in the place of like a CEO. Mm -hmm. Who, what am I trying to prove by growing my country or my company excessively? Yeah. Like, why can't I just be okay making my reasonable salary not 360 times my average worker. Like, why can't I have, heck, even if I made 20 times my average worker, I'd be doing really well. Yeah. But 360 times the average worker is what a typical CEO makes. Mm. So why can't I be just okay if I was a CEO? Why couldn't I be okay with making, just my example, 20 times my average worker, pay my, all my workers well? like enough that they don't have to be on government subsidies, food stamps, they can have a nice home, they can have everything they need. Mm. Um, like, why isn't that okay? Yeah. Like for me, I feel like, yeah, that'd be perfectly fine with me. Why can't we just have sustainable? Why can't we have what we have mm. and be okay with it? And the thing is, <laughs> in, in the long run, this will benefit everybody. Right. And it's also like we're not here pointing at CEOs. This is just how the system has evolved. And like, right. Um, yeah. But I think we people, we have to start to speak up because, yeah, you make this big amount of money, but the company at some point may collapse because it's not sustainable. The people are going to speak up and then they completely lose the salary at all and it drops to nothing or whatever. Right. So, no, and I, and I have seen this. Um, I have worked in the corporate space and 
dealing with money and stuff like that. So there's a lot of, there's a big gap. And oftentimes the other thing that I find is so often in the corporate space is that you're training your time for money, right? Like if you make $20 an hour, <laughs> you're probably not even going to be able to pay your bills. Right. Seriously. Exactly. Like, like, and, and yeah, and the minimum wage here in America is, it's crazy, right? Like how low, yeah. how low it is. Yeah. Seven. I mean, it's seven twenty-five. Yeah. How how in the world in you you seven seven twenty five so that's just th times two thousand and eighty that would be the the yearly salary you see right. I still, I still know my numbers from payroll days so I'm just gonna run this right now just to kind of get this perspective fifteen thousand dollars eighty yeah. fifteen thousand and eighty so it's like in the way the rent has gone up right like here in Florida I live in Florida like it used to be a third of what it is today. So right. just have like a two bedroom apartment, you got to pay three thousand a month, and then you have nothing else. And 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 there have been people that so um, groceries, everything has gotten more expensive, and their their salary has stayed more or less the same. I mean, maybe the three percent increase. And they have many. I know personally some people they used to rent, and then they got a notice. Oh, it's gonna go up by hundred percent starting in two months from now. So like. Wow has been the norm here crazy right and like yes <laughs> like we cannot continue yeah yeah what what happens when we keep at that trajectory of yeah, yeah. It, it is unsustainable and what yeah, happens to people we have more people homeless mm -hmm. like starving i mean yeah what <laughs> Yeah, we, we're creating bigger of a gap and it's really about well it's creating I'm, I'm always big on this concept of a harmony equilibrium like we have to bring yeah. back it's okay that some people make more money it's not like oh absolutely it's not absolutely. like absolutely yeah you know and and some people I, I truly believe it some people are meant to be millionaires and it's going to happen anyways and but it's going to be in the hands of people that really care about they use that money in a in a way that is sustainable for mother nature that's my biggest i don't care what to do with the money but don't waste it on creating more garbage in the world and more plastic and right. uh, using unnecessary resources or wasting like water and oil like like exactly. stuff we don't need right exactly. it's okay to have luxury and to travel and want special things or have the expense of something as long as that's sustainable i'm i'm totally on board right yes i agree but like if we continue doing that and it, it starts with one single person right we gotta like even if i'm a millionaire and, and i can have 20 cars um do i really need to yeah. do that or like or buy things that are actually are yeah, from a company like this is one of the things that i that i sometimes i have to say i get a little frustrated about where i would rather buy the expensive thing because it's good for the environment and when people have very low budgets well, they 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 go buy the fast food. They go buy the stuff that's super cheap, made in China. Right. Oftentimes, really bad for the environment, and like, so we keep contributing to that, right? And I feel exactly. the more the people that have access to a lot of money can stop spending money on things that are actually bad for the environment, because it starts with its. I mean, its demand, right? Like what is being produced. We, the consumer, like we if decide that. Yeah, if we, if we start buying um, genetically modified foods, at some point they gotta stop producing them. If we stop buying um, everything that has plastic around it, they're gonna and 
truth to be told, all the technology is already out there. We wouldn't, I don't think we would need plastic. Um, everything yeah, is already, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. So, yeah, we're here to create a revolution. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so now that we kind of went into this really passionately, I love that we are both so into that. Um, because yeah, we need more people to really speak about this. And I think so we, too. We can change the corporate work. It's also no, not everybody wants to work in corporate, but some people love to work in corporate. They don't want to have their own company. It's something for everybody. But that exactly. the thing with human design for me is like when every human has the that's really the biggest privilege I feel when we can allow ourselves to do what is in alignment with who we really are like I love to teach human design there may be a person they love to be a gardener but I want that person by being a gardener that they have all that they need they can struggle like everybody else they have the house that they want not based on proving their worth but just what they they want but they actually yeah yeah so that it's enough and they don't have to worry and work their butt off and stuff like that and that's why i really feel like human design comes into the game because the more people know about it the more people start making misaligned decisions and buying into things that are not for them so um now when i talk a little bit more about you again so you are a coach yourself you have i mean you have been doing life coaching you're a meditation teacher and I would love to hear from you how now that you brought also human design into your practice, like how has that shifted things for you and who are the people that really, who do you work with? Yes. You know what I love? Okay. When I first, um, actually I spoke with Miranda first, like when you guys were creating your aligned living Academy Yeah. and I had already been using the word aligned, mm. like, um, life alignment. Mm-hmm. is is my coaching program <laughs> so I thought it was like yeah. so um it's kind of like meant to be in a way yeah um so what I do in in my coaching um I actually do combine the meditation the human design and then life coaching together mm-hmm. and I I really work with people who are struggling with that work-life balance mm-hmm. and my biggest thing is um I don't think work-life balance works. So life alignment is um, what I teach my clients, what I help them achieve. Because in my opinion, work-life balance, this is what I always get a visual of, like the scales of justice. It (laughs) works on the one side and everything else is on the other side. So our health, our relationships, you know, all of the other life pieces is on the other side. And it's like, how, how can we do that because if we're looking at the scales of life and we want them to be balanced it doesn't ever stay balanced it's always shifting like one's more than the other yeah and it's it's kind of separate right yeah and we're also really piecing apart the work and so the work can almost um become the villain sometimes because the work is taking away from the relationships you know the health the all the things and i don't think that's true So when I think of alignment instead, I like to use the example of like, you go to the chiropractor when your spine's out of alignment, because when you're out of alignment, 
you have aches and pains, um, you may have other just in general kind of trouble functioning because you're out of alignment or like your car, if your car's out of alignment, it pulls, like pulls and it's hard to stay on course. So if we're living in alignment, rather than worrying about like work-life balance, then to me, it's like we can be more intentional and we can flow with kind of the seasons of life. Because there are times that, you know, whether you work in a company or you have your own business, there are times that maybe there's seasons where, yeah, you're going to have to spend a little bit more time on your work. Mm. And there's going to be seasons where, like, I think right now with my kids, um, during the fall, they both have sports. So it's like, yeah, there's a little more time and attention towards going to my kids' activities mm. in the fall. But just this, rather than it being like the scales of life up and down and it feels bad because you can't keep them equal all the time. Mm. Alignment's more about allowing the flow of life. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Oh, and I love that you teach her because I'm, I'm one of the things for me in my business and my life, if I start to plan it and figure it out, like it doesn't work. And even, even my podcast here has been the most flow project ever. Yeah, <laughs> I literally like I don't plan anything I don't I mean how I have people come to me or sign up for the podcast or you know interview them or do a solo episode I just I, I let things come to me I go with the flow it's so easy that's also how I know it's meant to be right um okay. and yeah and I love that you say and I have experiences also in my podcast. There have been times where it has been a little bit lower and then all of a sudden it has been an influx of people coming on. And it's like, it changes just like you say, the season, like sometimes it's more windy, sometimes it's more calm, sometimes it's hotter and cold. And like, so we can actually, and I, I always say this, like I need variety in my life. Like I need variety. I do too. Yes. I, and of course I'm also a testing generator, right? That's even, but I think all humans, and I remember I did once a video about it. I think even before I was into human design or I was like, this is one thing that all humans need is variety. I mean, we get bored. It's life becomes too stagnant. It's 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 like, and I actually yeah. have the, the, the gate one is my, um, it's in the gene keys called the radiance, which is all about my health. And it's all, it's about freshness, have constantly fresh things even in my environment if that's getting some flowers or moving my furniture around or like I can notice this so much that I get while I also need the stability right but yeah. like it's this like we need variety and let it be fun but I think we have so this yeah the fear often like even with money money true it's, there too. It's, yeah. it's supposed to flow money comes right. money goes Sometimes money is more high, sometimes money is more low. And I have to say, yeah. I still work on that myself and can get scared when money gets too low because it's sure. about trust that will come. But the more I, I freak out, the more I stress out and try to come up with a plan how to make it happen. It's like it goes the other way. And when yeah. I can forget about it and just allow myself to be more in my personal life and do the things that light me up, then it's just, it happens when I least expect it. So that's so true. I love that. Sometimes the things that we like grip on so tightly to, it it does make it so much harder. Mm. I mean, I think about that with, um, you know, like the greed 
and stuff like that that we were talking about before because it feels almost like a hoarding kind of situation where we hold on to stuff so tightly that it's almost like we give it too much power over us or something it's like when you hold on to something so tight in that that scarcity it's like it's a false sense of security right because we don't have if we don't have that security within ourselves um, then we mostly materialistic stuff money stuff more and more gives us false and we know this right it's like oh then you got the person you thought that's what's going to make you whole and complete and on to the next it's always like nothing ever enough and it's an exhausting chase of more and more and more and more and more Yes, um, exactly. And even like, and I think I have written it here, right? Simplicity is really luxury. So the more I simplify my life and, and you know, it, it also, especially in my space, decluttering, like I'd rather have less mm-hmm. and yes. I breathe and I feel relaxed and like this hoarding, yeah, that, that has something with creating a false sense of security. So, yeah, so, uh, so many juicy topics, <laughs> right? Yes, I love that. So, Alison, how can people get in touch with you? Like, if they want to work with you, uh, what's the best way for them to to reach out to you? Yes, um, probably email is the best. I mean, I don't. I definitely have social media and all of that too. But email is probably best, and that's Allison Castle Coaching at Gmail dot com. Okay, beautiful. And I'm, I'm going to make sure I drop everything in the show notes um, so people can reach out to you. And then I would also love just to, um, um, yeah, as an inspiration, because you have gone through the human design certification. So I would love to hear from you. Like, what would you tell somebody? And now that they know your email, um, is it okay for people, like, if they want to send you a message and ask about Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I would just love to hear from you a little bit, like very brief, your experience or somebody's thinking about it. What, what would you tell them? Um, I would say I would tell somebody if they are at all interested in diving into human sign, whether it's learning it for themselves or for their business, um, that your course, the one that you and Miranda created is just beautiful. And it's, so easy to understand like I feel like human design is pretty complex like Mm -hmm. if you see it for the first time and you're like oh my gosh what does this mean what is all the what are all these symbols on this chart and all these numbers and all this stuff that you and Annalena you break it down and make it so understandable and usable Mm -hmm. um I would say that is probably the biggest Mm -hmm. the biggest and most important thing is that I found from the course is like, I can actually like use understand it. it and use it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good, and I, I'm happy to hear because it's this, this two line energy. We, we are here to make it seem easy, right? That's exactly yes. um, what we're here for because yeah, you can study all the complex stuff, but if you don't know how to use it and apply it, right? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and also just a secondary note on that is, part of the beautiful piece of the usability is all of the materials that you created, Mm. like just gorgeous guides. They're, they're beautiful to look at. And again, they're just, they're just so usable. Yeah. It's the, the information is just, it's there and 
simple to understand and usable. It's yeah. beautiful. And you feel like that has also really helped you make a bigger impact with your working with your clients? It has because one of the things I noticed like with the work-life balance um, is that there's a lot of guilt. Mm. Um, you know, like, uh, so if you're really busy with your job, you're feeling guilty because you're not home with your family yeah. or if you're home with your family, you're like thinking about, oh, what do I, what do I need to do at work? Mm. You know, there's this constant like back and forth of guilt. Um, and I think part of that is like a proving energy. It's like, I have to prove I'm superwoman mm. by doing all of this and having it all figured out and keeping everything in balance. And, um, by using human design, I feel like it, it really helps, um, like, and especially I work mostly with women, really helping women be like, okay, it's, it's okay. I am this unique, mm. like beautiful cosmic event. And mm -hmm. I can, and it really helps them like tune into those certain energies that they know are there anyway, mm. but it just gives, you know, that reassurance yeah. of their uniqueness mm. and not, not having to do all of the yeah. proving yeah, because I mean, we talk so much about self care, but there's often this sense of like, oh, I, we hold on to what we should be. And I had this too, like, you can just finally relax into your body and, like, is this who I am? And it's okay. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. It's like, just the reassurance. Yeah. It's, it's so priceless. And it's really like every single time I look at somebody's chart, I talk with somebody, I have a reading or just a little nugget. It, it's so life changing. It's, it blows my mind. Yes. It's yes. <laughs> Every single time that, yeah, every single person that I work with, I'm like, ah, oh. it's like they're taking a, like a exhale, like, yeah. I need to relax. Yeah. Just going like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for just sharing, sharing your experience with that. Um, and thank you for being here today. It was just such a, I love the conversation about getting into like, you know what's going on in the system and how it's out of balance and how we can kind of bring this back and um just really love your love your take on that and yeah thank you thank you it was so wonderful to be here with you yeah and for you listeners i hope you enjoyed this conversation would love to hear your nuggets of wisdoms and please keep sharing the message you can always like and subscribe the podcast that really helps to get the message out there uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Alison, again, and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.